Welcome to the Pokes Cast. Ryan Thorburn here, the Wyoming Bee writer for the Casper Star Tribune. We are about a week into fall camp and off and rolling. So uh, we're going to talk some Wyoming football today. And before we get into the uh, 2022 Pokes, uh, you know, one interesting thing that happened on the eve of fall camp is Craig Bull promoted Gordy Haug, his uh, running backs coach, gave him uh, you know, a new title, executive director of Cowboy Football Recruiting. You know, he's been the recruiting director, but he wants Gordy to double down on, on those efforts. And this week, Wyoming received a, a couple of verbal commitments for the 2023 class, uh, including one very notable one, a quarterback uh, from Texas named Caden Anderson. So I thought this would be great timing to bring in uh, my longtime pal from my Laramie days, my youth, uh, Ian McMacken, who is the publisher of GoYOGo.com, which, uh, for those who don't know, is Wyoming's uh, rival site. So he's uh, plugged into recruiting. Um, Ian, what's going on? Well, things are going well. I'm obviously getting looking forward to football season to start up. Um, it's going to be an interesting year. I know we'll probably get into that a little bit later on. But uh, Wyoming, up to date, has uh, five commitments now for the 2023 class. And, yes, they uh, got a pretty good one, I think on paper at least, uh, with quarterback Caden Anderson. Um, he actually played at the same high school that Quinn Evers, Ewers, is it Ewers? I probably mispronounced the name. The guy that's in the mix for the Texas job this year who left high school a year early to go to Ohio State. And I guess he's involved some pretty massive NL. Yeah, Quinn, I believe it is yours. And yours. he would have been the number one prospect in this class. Yeah. Or the previous, or the, you know, the 22 class, but he enrolled a year early at Ohio State. And I think he made, you know, the reports are over a million bucks to take three snaps and then head back to Texas with the long. I saw $1.4 million. It's just crazy. So, yeah, he's kind of the king of NIL so far, at least the grift nature of it um yeah but Ian you know what this caught my eye not just because it's a quarterback and he has three stars and 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 all that it's because when I think of Texas high school football you know one of the things I think about you know obviously Friday Night Lights the great book and uh tv series you know South Lake Carroll is one of the preeminent programs in the entire state and they're at the highest level you know, and Caden replaced Quinn Ewers there and led them to a 14-1 and record. So, you know, I know he's not as big. He doesn't have as big as arm. He's not five-star, but he's clearly a winner. And, and to play at that level, I think, gives you an edge when you come into college because you've, you know, a lot of Texas games have more fans than, than some Mountain West games. That's true, and I think that's what caught my eye, too, was that he's a winner. He's 14-1, as you alluded to. You know, threw for over 3,000 yards last year after being, you know, put in at the last second, so to speak, uh, to lead that team, which has you know, great tradition for the high school level at the highest level. He uh, threw 34 touchdowns, had only eight interceptions, uh, took his team all the way into the playoffs, I think semifinals. Uh, same high school, so the Chase Daniels played at. So they have a lot of tradition at South Lake. And and I think that's a good good thing because we know his arm strength looks good on video. Obviously, it's not like the guy that's at Texas now, but 
you know, he runs well. He's kind of one of those bold type of quarterbacks, the multidimensional guy that can do the passing and the throwing. And I, I think because he has that background of winning, I think that can be a really good uh, prospect for Wyoming. And there's still questions about the future of the quarterback position at Wyoming, as we know. We're even wondering what this season's going to entail with the number of quarterbacks they have in the program. So I think right now that uh, was was a big pickup for the, the Cowboys for at least a quarterback down the road that could maybe – be a really good Mountain West quarterback. Yeah, it's interesting because after, um, you know, Monday's practice, I had requested Gordy just to kind of talk about his promotion and, and, and recruiting in this new world where the portal is such a big part of it. You know, you have to recruit your own roster and then guys jump in the portal. You have to fill in some spots with portal guys. And, you know, he basically said, you know, Clearly, Wyoming has attracted a few Power Five guys that are filling spots. You know, everyone saw Ja'Cory Hawkins in the spring game, a cornerback. He was just spectacular, and there's a few others in the mix. Um, but the bread and butter is still going forward. His focus, you know, at at Craig Bowles' insistence, and and their track record is so good, is to develop high school players. You know, whether they're no star or three star, into NFL guys, and so. Um, I talked to him Monday, a few hours later, you know, Caden commits. And then a few hours after that, uh, a defensive tackle named Dante Drake commits. Also also from Texas, which makes me think about Oscar Giles, the new defensive line, defensive tackles coach. You know, Wyoming already has a long list of really good players from Texas, including Titus Swin and others. Um, But now they're going to double down in Texas with Oscar, you know, you know, his background as a Texas player and a longtime Longhorns assistant under Matt Brown. I mean, he knows the high school coaches in Texas as well as any coach out there. So uh, in one day, you know, um, two Texas guys kind of come in and and all of a sudden this small class will have, uh, you know, some momentum going. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've always felt that Bowl is going to, I, I make this statement frequently on my website, at least, but I always feel that Bowl has done a pretty solid job with recruiting talent to Wyoming, at least enough talent to compete for the Mountain West, you know, top of the league. I, I just don't think we uh, are really lacking ability and depth in our program right now. And if you go back, because you've been around for a long time following Wyoming football, we've had a lot of lean years there where we knew the talent level wasn't that good. And um, I feel that the staff has a really good system in place. And a lot of it has to do with Gordy and why he's being promoted. Um, Just a really good system, recruiting system in place that really consistently recruited year in, year out, well to Wyoming at this point. So the one thing I'm not really down on too much is the talent they have in the program. I, I think up top to bottom, I think this program has enough talent to be really competitive in this league. So and I think this class is pretty similar to the, some of the previous classes, at least to this point with the five commitments. Obviously, we still have probably another 20 to go before the end of the recruiting cycle. But they look good. Um, they, you know, they look like the general Wyoming recruiting profile under Bowl. You know, guys with some upside to them, they're probably going to have to develop a little bit. But Wyoming puts a lot in the development of the program, developing those players. So. Yeah, I uh, I did a story on Tell Wade that their first 
commitment. He's from Ray, Colorado. He reminds them a lot of, you know, previous Wyoming uh, defensive players. You know, he was recruited by Colorado State and chose Wyoming. People are going to love him. And then it's interesting because the other two guys so far in the class um, are, is it Kenny Parks? Uh, Kenny Parks. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny Parks, a running back, and then an offensive lineman, Quinn Grovestein. And they're both from Wisconsin. So, you know, when you look at Cole Goodbow and, and some of the stuff he's done, it looks like Wisconsin is now uh, an area where they're, they really like that state. Yeah, we're seeing more Wisconsin players uh, coming to Wyoming under Bull, especially recently than the previous years. I don't remember a lot of Wisconsin football players, you know, through the years from that part of the country. So Wyoming has really been hitting that uh, area pretty well. Kenny Parks actually is a, a player that's some pretty good speed. I mean, he runs a sub 4.540. Um, he may even be better, you know, in terms of on paper than a uh, Titus Swin was and Valaday and some of these other running backs that came to Wyoming in terms of speed. And he's really athletic too. He's a really good track star. So he looks like a prototypical old running back that has a chance to come and be, of course, we have a lot of depth at running back and that's a good thing. And he should be able to add to that. So he looks like a guy that can get up to about six foot, six one. He could get up to around 200, 210 pounds. So. Yeah, Parks has three stars at Rivals, which, you know, mm-hmm. that that so they already have two three-star guys. Now, I've been covering Oregon, so, you know, if if Oregon right, had right. a couple three-star guys, they'd be like, why are we recruiting those guys? But to your point, I mean, Wyoming d- develops very well. They had 16 guys on NFL rosters at the end of last season, which was the most of NFL teams. <laughs> I've talked about it before. I mean, talent is not the issue at Wyoming. And I think we all agree with that. And I heard you and Cody on your podcast last week, and you guys were pretty much mimicking what, what we just discussed. It's not really a talent issue here in Wyoming. And there has been years where it has been. Yeah. And I think that's the case this year. I think, you know, the starting offensive line is going to be really good. I think they're a little concerned about the depth that tackle, but you know, the defensive line, I mentioned, Goodbow and Burton Oli talk about developing guys. They might be two of the better interior defensive linemen in the Mountain West. And then you you replace you know the corners with Jacory Hawkins and Duran Harrell and and you know I I just think they're gonna be just as good as they were last year despite the portal. Now um, you mentioned that you think maybe they might sign 20 more, but when you look at Wyoming's roster, they're only listing three guys as seniors. Now, obviously there's a lot of guys like even Easton Gibbs is in his fourth year at Wyoming, but he's listed as a sophomore because of the COVID year and the red shirt. But so you don't know how many guys listed as juniors or sophomores might just try to go the NFL or or do something else when they graduate, but three seniors is all that's listed and they have five commitments. So you know, do you, I, I see this as a relatively small class going forward, maybe more quality than quantity. I, I wouldn't, you know, you know, you're going to lose some more to the portal. That's going to happen to every program from now on. But, you know, I don't think this needs to be a very big class if they keep this team together. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. That's the case because, as you mentioned, you bring up a good point that there isn't a lot of graduation coming up on this team right now. So hopefully they can keep these players up to the season and most of them in, in the system and uh, kind of build 
from that because last year was one of the most experienced teams we've ever had at Wyoming and was really one of the most experienced teams in the country. And I thought it was experience and depth was as good as it had been at Wyoming that I can remember, you know, going back. And uh, that's kind of why we're a little disappointed. It was a seven and six, two and six conference play record because it just seemed like there were a lot of positions that had second line guys who had, had playing experience. Um, but get back to your about the recruiting and stuff. You bring a good point up because I, you know, you normally bowl tries to push the twenty five, but you know you got three seniors in the program. You're probably going to have some attrition. They're just natural. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see how he approaches the high school recruiting this upcoming year. So uh, as a guy who runs, uh, you know, a rival site, and obviously you have, you know, message boards and all this dialogue going on. Just what's the vibe of you know, the fans that subscribe to your site as far as the 22 season, are they down because of what happened last year? Are they encouraged after spring football? Are they just one foot in, one foot out? How would you kind of describe uh, the mood out there? Oh, I, it, it tends to be a cynical board anyways, in a lot of ways, but um, it's, it's definitely more skeptical this year. There's no doubt about it. I think last year, people generally were pretty optimistic going the last season. Of course, everyone's like, you know, every time we get picked high up in the league, we never live up to our expectations. That was a, kind of the talk last year. But everybody, I think, went in into the season with some excitement. But I think this year, uh, it's definitely a lot more skeptical. In fact, I would have to say it's it's been a few years since the fans have been this more on the negative side going into the season. And a lot of it has to do, I think, has to do with the offense. I just think people have seen this for three years, the struggle of the offense. And now you don't even have a quarterback that has any experience, even though Andrew Peasley could be the answer. I mean, there's some potential with, with Peasley, in my opinion. Uh, but they're, they're taking more of that approach that until we start seeing the offense move the football, I really can't get too excited about football season. And there's all, no doubt about it, there's been more discussion about basketball. You know, a couple of years ago, nobody wanted to talk basketball, but now it's like the basketball's taken up almost as much discussion as football does right now. So, yeah, I mean, that is one uh, interesting thing. If, if the Wyoming football season goes south in early November, there's always hoops on the horizon there. You know what it reminds me of, Ryan, and I know you remember this era pretty well. You were making your mark in the media getting out of college. It was that year uh, from 2000 to 2003 when Vic Coning was our <laughs> head football coach. And everybody just, you know, we won four games in like three years. But, but we had the basketball team to fall back on. And everybody kind of just, all right, we've got basketball season coming up. And the fans were filling the double A. We had the game against Utah when he had what 16,000 fans so it, it kind of it's starting to remind me a little bit of that even though we can't say our football team's uh, program is near as down as it was during the coning period I mean there's still hope for football we we saw Utah State last year they were a fairly unseasoned uh, program I think they lost a lot of transfers going into 2021 but they ended up having a pretty successful year so I do think the Mount West is for the picking regardless if you can put a solid outfit out on the field. So I don't think it's quite that negative, but, but it, it's starting to it reminds me of that a little bit about, you know, the 20 to 20, 2000 to 2003 era. So. Yeah, I agree. Especially in, in the mountain division, you know, I I've been doing previews of every team after talking to all the coaches and players in Vegas and 
you know, I just wrote the Fresno State one, which was the last one. And I think they're pretty loaded. I think they should be the favorite to win the whole thing. And and when you look at, you know, Jake Hayner coming back and Tedford and their receivers and, you know, their defensive knack for tackles for loss and that sort of thing, I think they're a favorite. And I think that's probably one that Wyoming's going to struggle with, the regular season finale out there. But other than that, I think it's really wide open. Boise State is, you know, everyone's natural pick in the mound division, but they're they're coming off a seven and five year, which was, you know, very unimpressive. I know Andy Avalos from Oregon, and he's a really good dude and a really good defensive mind, but that is a program built on offense and quarterbacks. And then, you know, the defense has always been solid. But so I'm interested to see how he does in year two, uh, you know, as a head coach, he's a young guy. And then you mentioned Utah State. I mean, they get Bonner back, a prolific passer. But if you're a Wyoming fan, I think you should be encouraged that, you know, if Blake Anderson didn't bring Bonner from Arkansas State, Peasley would have been the guy. And I think they would have had, you know, a similar season. Maybe not. Maybe Bonner makes a few more plays. I don't know. But he would have been the guy. And now he's at Wyoming. So I think, you know, even though he's you, you know going to be under center more and doing more play action and that sort of thing instead of the spread, I think he's going to be a lot more accurate and he's quicker than, than Levi and Sean. So I, I think there's room for optimism there. Um, you know, I think it's going to be a better team, but you know, will the record be better? I don't know. They have a, a tougher non-conference schedule. Well, it's good to hear you say that because you, you follow the program so close and you cover the program that you do feel optimistic about. And there's something inside of me that says this team can also be better this year, especially if you just get some, confidence in the passive game with the quarterback and watching Peasley on video he just seems, looks like a more comfortable passer than Chambers or Williams and I think that can open up a lot of things because we don't have to be this massive air attack we know that but we've got to be able to convert plays you know on you know third and fours keep kind of keep things balanced a little bit because I think if we can do that we're going to open up that run game even more and it's even going to be more effective and and our inability to throw the ball against Air Force in Mexico last year. I mean, we just couldn't convert simple pass plays in those games. And if you were to convert a couple of plays, that can really change the, the part of the game that's to your favor. And, and also looking at the schedule, I think the schedule sets up pretty well because you had mentioned that Fresno State's last game of the year. Well, they're at the end of the year, so you're not going to be playing at the meat of the schedule. So you have some time to build some momentum up, hopefully by that point. But I think the schedule sets up nice. Air Force is, regardless, we've lost the last two games to them, but it's usually always a close game. I think we match up pretty well against Air Force and uh, have that as our first game. And then, uh, you know, uh, we've got teams like Hawaii. Now that's going to be a tough trip out to Hawaii. It always is. But we have that week off between them and Colorado State. We have a week off to get ready for Utah State. And they really that bulk of really good teams doesn't appear to be until November. So there looks like there's a chance to kind of build some momentum, at least, at least during conference play. So I think the, I don't know what you think about this, but I think the schedule sets up um, decently for Wyoming this year. Yeah, the top three predicted teams in the Mountain Division, Boise State, Air Force, and Utah state all come to Laramie. So yep, there's uh, if you take care of your home business, you're going to be in the race. Now the uh, Rocky long issue is still puzzling to me how New Mexico just, you know, it's like bowl is 
gives him all Rocky Long all the props in the world, and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy where Wyoming can't move the ball against New Mexico. But you know, on paper, New Mexico should be a road win. Hawaii should be a road win. Those are rebounds. They stayed at home, I think, is a game for the picking at home. I yeah, I think that's one we we should be able to get because we played there last year and we didn't play that well, and we still had a chance to win that game. So. And then Colorado State, it really doesn't matter where the game's played, but it'll be down there. And, you know, Wyoming lost the last time they were down there, but that's was without fans. Um, so CSU's only win uh, in the border war in the last six meetings was without fans. So, uh, you know, I, I re- I'm really impressed with Jay Norvell. And, you know, obviously he brought half of Nevada's team with him. And, and he's – I was going to ask you, you know, just in recruiting – are Wyoming fans worried that CSU has like 20 commitments already and Wyoming has five or is it just well, a it, game? I think some fans are worried about that, but normally it seems like Wyoming is always down on the commitments early in the, the process. Colorado state always seems to be around 20 recruits. I think Colorado state might be getting higher rated recruits, but it's how you're going to develop the players. And I think Wyoming fans can always start uh, kind of, fall back on that, that we have developed players pretty well. And we've actually done a better job developing our players than Colorado State have. So maybe not be so concerned about how many commitments are at this point. But on the other hand, they have a new coach. He's had, He has a track record at Nevada, uh, had success at Nevada. So I, that could be a little, make you a little nervous about Colorado State in the future to see how he does in Fort Collins. Because, you know, I'm sure you probably agree with me. Colorado State's not a a program that lacks a lot of talent, in my opinion. I think they just haven't maximized their talent as well. And they've, they've always been up in the recruiting rankings um, through the years over Wyoming. Um, we've had a couple classes that were pretty decently recruited, but Colorado State's been kind of up in the top tier of recruiting. So it really comes down to what they do with their uh, talent level. Yeah, it's crazy that they had Trey McBride and he was a monster, but from between the twenties and then in the red zone, they wouldn't throw him the ball. It, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, It makes no sense that, that just the whole, that whole outfit is just, I, I don't know. I don't know what the word describe it. It's, it's fun to watch and actually being a Wyoming fan. And I honestly hope they continue it. Nothing against Jay Norvell. I, you know, he seems like a really nice guy, but <laughs> I hope they continue their struggles in Fort Collins. So you, you mentioned hoops and you mentioned uh, that early 2000s era with, you know, Marcus Bailey and, you know, obviously Josh Davis and, and other great players. And, you know, without Marcus Bailey's injury, they probably go to, a you know, two or three NCAA tournaments in a row instead of the one run there they had. Um, but I think this is probably the best Wyoming basketball team since that. You know, I know uh, Shyatt and Nance won the tournament, the Mountain West tournament one time and made an appearance in the NCAA tournament. But this team, you know, yeah, it's the only program in the league that returns an all Mountain West first team player from last year. And they have two of them uh, in Graham E.K. and Hunter Maldonado. And then uh, you add three Pac-12 transfers and really four if you count Wenzel from last year. So this is a this is. A, the type of team that could probably compete in the Pac-12 for a middle of the pack or upper half finish. So did you happen to check out any of the footage from Greece and just what's, what is your thoughts on this team going into to, to the summer here? 
Yeah, I watched some of the video. It's, it's a tough time to tell things certain times, you know, when you're watching those videos and stuff. But, you know, they look long and athletic, and that's the first thing, even at, in, during the preseason, the first thing I always look at the basketball team is how they look physically. And that team looks looks good, at least even on that video. That's not the best video in the world. Uh, you know, they look long. The, the USC forward transfer, the Bonk Polo, I think his name is. Yeah. He, he has He's longer than uh, – you know, DJ is or Jado or Jo, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, you know, he has even more length, and and, and I think he's a, even a better athlete. So I think he's going to really add to the Wyoming uh, interior quite a bit. I mean, I I think he's going to be somebody that can kind of take us in the next level in the interior. Um, and obviously, I have I didn't get to see the UCLA guy play at all in in the video, but. Um, I, Anderson, did you know why he didn't make the trip? Did you get, the, I don't know why, but he was not on the trip. I, I did watch the first game on YouTube and, um, and it was interesting because Ethan Anderson, the USC point guard transfer wasn't there. You know, it was the same starting lineup and Maldonado was running the point like he did last year. And then at the end of the game, Noah Reynolds was in there getting some good minutes. It's hard to tell what the level of competition was, but, you know, what I noticed, obviously, EK was still a monster. Uh, Ag Bonpolo from USC does look like a difference maker. But Jer- Jeremiah Odom looked really good. And he had a game-saving block in, in that first game. And and Xavier Ducell looked really good, shooting the ball from deep. And Maldonado hit some, his fair share of threes during that trip, which I'm sure that's what he worked on you know, to come back for this super senior season, if he could master the threes and, and figure out who he could guard at the next level, I think at six, seven with his point guard and forward experience, he, he might have a look at the NBA next year, even though he's an older guy. So um, the other guy that really caught my eye off the bench was Caden Powell, the true freshman. He looked really big and he looked like to me, the heir apparent to EK already. Yeah, it's good to hear. And I also think the redhead kid out of Kansas, uh, Barnhart, might have some potential too. I know he needs to put a little bit more weight on, but he is a shooter. He can shoot the ball really well for a big guy. I think he actually hit hit a three. I don't know if he's going to be a big factor this year, but he could certainly be one of those type of players down the road that can be really good in the Mountain West Conference. But I, I agree with you. I, I think this on paper is the best team we've had in 20 years. And that includes the Shiat team, which made that great run the Mountain West tournament. But I might even go even further to say that this team has maybe more upside than the McLean team does. And it's, it's, I think the depth can be potentially better. And um, there's some other factors why I, I kind of think that at this point, and they, you know, they got to the NCAA tournament a little bit earlier than the McLean team did in their tenure. And I think that can also be beneficial. I think just playing the Indiana game last year, was massive for this team to get that experience, that feel for that tournament game. Cause I think that was something that they can definitely build on. Yeah, I was there and and that was a road game for Wyoming. It was really, I mean, Indiana fans were excited because they hadn't been to the tournament in a while and it's a short drive from Indiana. So that was a road game. And I know that will fuel the returning Wyoming players to not make if you get in, don't be in the first four. It's just, it's too hard to keep going. I think they want. Yeah, and I think the mental thing of it too is just actually playing the game and seeing how physical Indiana was. Because they were pretty, they probably looked physical to you down there 
I, I assume, but they look like a physical basketball team to be able to get over that mental hub hump next year when they go and hopefully make the NCAA tournament. I think that's their goal this year. They have to get to that NCAA tournament, but also be, you know, top the Mount West to hopefully bring us that Mount West conference championship this year. Yeah. If you look at, um, the preseason way to really top 25s, Indiana's up there, you know, between at about 15 and most of them. And, you know, that trace Jackson guy is a real stud. And I think Grammy K learned a lot in that game. And despite not playing well, I think Maldonado had 10 turnovers, you know, if he had five turnovers and made that breakaway dunk, they probably win. Maybe even. Come. And the Cowboys also missed a lot of bunny shots. They did. And I think that's something that hit them at the end of the season a little bit as they, they were missing a lot of those, you know, and EK even missed a lot of shots that were close to the rim during some games, including the Indiana game. So I think that's something he's going to get cleaned up and you just start making those easy plays. They're not easy all the time, but, uh, you know, be prepared to make those type of plays, you know, that, that can make a big difference in a lot of those games. And I think we just, it felt like a game we could have won that game if we would have just executed a little bit better in certain circumstances. And so when I went back and watched that game just recently, I finally watched it again. And I kind of felt like we just left a lot on the table against Indiana in terms of, like you said, turnovers and maybe missing some shots down, down close that we could have finished. Yeah. Well, the good news is pretty much everybody, but Drake Jeff Jeffries is back to make another run at it. And uh, uh, so it should be fun. And Ian, uh, it, Really appreciate you coming on to talk recruiting and, and Wyoming hoops and football. And we'll have you on again, you know, maybe for early signing day and, and once the hoops gets rolling and uh, hope you're doing well. Thanks, Ryan. I hope you're doing well, too. And thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I'll definitely be talking to you in September sometime, I'm sure. So. Yep. Sounds good.